Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. Joining us now, Councilmember Isaiah Thomas. He's an at-large member of City Council and the chair of Council's Education Committee. Councilman Thomas, good morning. Good morning. How are you? The WDR family. I'm. I am making it. I'm blessed. I can't. I can't complain. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. You know. Good to hear. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, we we are of course looking at um, education in in the city of Philadelphia. When I when I look at what we see in schools outside of Philadelphia, um, when I look at the level of uh, of, of day-to-day funding, when I look at the way that the buildings look, when I look at high schools that look like college campuses as compared to ours that are 100 years old, there's there's a huge difference. So what do we do, man, going forward to try to level the playing field for our young people in Philadelphia? Solomon, I think that's the number one priority for us in the city. And I know we got a lot of holes that need to be filled from the crime to the overdose crisis to uh, some issues around poverty to me uh poverty crime and uh, overdose all of those things and, and other issues that we're facing as a city can be addressed if we can ensure that every child in the city of philadelphia had access to a quality education no matter what zip code you lived in and unfortunately right now that's not the case so i think right now where we are we should be focusing on two things the number one thing we need is capital money for facilities. Uh, like you said, it's not just looking at the spaces um, outside of Philadelphia and um, in our suburbs. Our suburban areas outside of us, but really all across the Commonwealth, you'll see the tale of two, two cities. You'll see the, the tale of two stories, the haves and the have-nots. You'll see phenomenal facilities where young people who live in well-off neighborhoods get access to a quality education, and you'll see that the people who need it most are in decapitated buildings. And so, for me, our main focus needs to be addressing the facilities crisis. We know we have about a $6.7 to $9 billion deficit for Philadelphia alone as it relates to facilities. And we also know that the state court ruled it unconstitutional the way uh, Harrisburg essentially funds public education. So if we can do something to wrap our arms around the facilities crisis, I think that will begin to uh, put us in a position to take a step in the right direction. And that's the foundation of my opinion of what we need. Of course, we need to change climate, culture, and curriculum, modernize what we're doing to fit today's economy and today's workforce. I've been a strong advocate for that as well, too. And, of course, we know we have discrepancies as it relates to uh, black-led charter schools, black-led institutions, and the way that they've been treated. And we've taken some steps in the right direction to begin to address that wrong. So we have some positive and some highlights based on the work that's being done. But I'm optimistic with a new mayor that we can get way more done than what we've got done. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things that, that I'm concerned about is uh, the condition of the buildings. I'm, I'm in and out of schools a lot. We work uh, with young people in schools doing doing some after school programming and uh, the condition of the schools, man, the schools are old. I mean, like really old. And and, you know, we, we kind of hold them together with, with bubble gum and tape. At, at what point do we put some money into the capital budget and is that the city's responsibility to do that? I didn't hear the second part. Is it whose responsibility? Is it the city's responsibility to do okay. that? So I think the moment for us to put capital dollars into the school district budget, and I'm not talking about you know a small investment. I'm talking about a significant investment. I believe that moment is now. 
for us as a city, when you look at where we are financially, number one, we're putting more money into the school district than what we've seen in the history of the city of Philadelphia. But when you look at the issue specifically around capital and not operating dollars, we have to ask Harrisburg, we have to ask our federal partners to step up to the plate and help address this, this crisis that we're facing. The city of Philadelphia, our budget alone is about $6.2 billion right now, which is more than the entire deficit for, for uh, schools as it relates to capital costs. When you look at the surplus in Harrisburg, their surplus alone is close to $10 billion, and that's more than the deficit that we have as it relates to um, um, the facilities crisis in the city of Philadelphia. So this is a situation where we need Harrisburg, we need the federal government. The reason I say the federal government as well, too, is because we know Biden has invested money in, in infrastructure and capital initiatives um, outside of uh, schools, like bridges and things of that capacity. And we can see that same energy uh, spent towards schools. Not only would it create jobs, but it, again, it'll address a whole a crisis that Philadelphia and other you know, urban cities across the country are dealing with as it relates to facilities crises and old buildings. So I, I think the time is now. The surplus that Harrisburg has, um, where we are as it relates to a Democratic governor, or Democratic president, we might not have this hand in a year or two. So this budget, in my opinion, is the most important in recent history as it relates to addressing the facilities crisis. And I know myself and the Education Committee on City Council, along with the school board and the superintendent, We'll be in Harrisburg a lot uh, this winter and leading into the spring to talk to our, our legislators out there, to talk to the governor's team, to basically advocate and beg for as much money as possible to address the capital crisis we have in, in the city of Florida. Mm. So, so part of that, of course, is asbestos in the schools. And, and one of the things that, that I was um, disappointed in was that we had schools that open and then it was like, oh, there's asbestos in the schools when the schools have been shut down for a couple of years because of the, the, the COVID uh, crisis. And, you know, we had the opportunity to abate that asbestos then. So how can we, from a city standpoint, plan better in terms of abating that asbestos that's in some of the schools uh, so that we don't have to have these shutdowns and kids moving and going to different neighborhoods in the, in the middle of the year? So two things have already, well, one thing has already happened and one thing I recommend. One thing that we've done, and, and first of all, Solomon, I agree with you. I wasn't the chair of the education committee uh, during COVID. Um, we definitely had a different superintendent and a different school board. But for the life of me, I'm never going to understand uh, why when school buildings were closed, we didn't see significant investment as it relates to uh, asbestos and issues around asbestos when we had the money to address. Mm -hmm. So that I'll never understand. But based on where we are um, right now and looking at this particular issue, I mean, again, we're, we're at a very unique moment um, to really try to address this. So the asbestos is one side. But if you talk to the school district, they'll tell you they don't have the capacity to build new buildings. The new buildings that we've seen go up in the last couple of years was in collaboration with PIDC. And that is a, a well, I'm not going to explain that. I don't want to waste time. But PIDC is the organization that the city of Philadelphia and the school district partner with to build new buildings. Um, as of recently, my suggestion is to keep that same model, to partner with an outside agency, park all of our capital dollars there, of course, make sure that we maintain um, some of the uh, minority inclusion numbers that we know we need to make sure that those jobs are going to folks who deserve those jobs, who are Philadelphians who need those jobs. Uh, uh, but then, you know, as electives and even the private sector, we know that the school district will struggle to handle a multi-billion dollar investment as it relates to these facilities. So 
So what we recommended throughout hearings and resolutions and advocacy efforts is a school building authority. Um, I dropped that uh, idea on our new mayor, uh, but at the same time, she has a lot on her plate right now, so we need to give her and her team as much time as possible to identify what they feel like is the best course of action to put us in a position to be able to receive a pot of money and see that pot of money go into capital issues around schools. So my recommendation has been a school building authority, a separate entity that works in collaboration with the school district in the city and the state, similar to what we see with PIDC, to park the capital dollars to focus specifically on building new buildings. Because again, similar to the city, the school district is facing a lot of problems. And when you're looking at the problems that they're facing, you know, if we can take capital off of their plate, in my opinion, that's the best way to go about it. Mm-hmm. So the way that uh, that the, the funding works through the city, there a, a bill is, is, is put forward, it goes through the education committee before it goes to the whole council to be, to be voted on. Um, is is that is that accurate? So if it's a if any any bills dealing with the, the fiscal uh, the dollars of the city will, will more than likely go through the appropriations committee when you're talking about um, uh, transfer ordinances at the fall as well as when we're talking about the budget it will go through the committee of the whole the bills that will come specifically through the education committee will be education related bills like my NIL protection act supporting student athletes or uh, something like. Um, Derek Green's bill in the past where he talked about um, the, 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 the facilities crisis that we're facing and what has to happen before a building is essentially open. Okay. So... Or school board members. If the mayor decides she wants to nominate a school board member, mm-hmm. that bill will come before the education committee. But any bills dealing with money or dollars goes through the committee or the whole or the appropriations committee. Okay. So what... What power do you have as the education committee chair to, to uh, call up bills, to stop bills? I, I would imagine that since you're the chair of the committee, you decide what bills you're going to call up. So for me as the chair of education, I, I have the authority to call all committee hearings, all bills dealing with edu- education. The only thing I don't have the authority to do specifically around public education as it relates to legislation is anything dealing with money or dollars. Um, my best asset as the chair of education you know, my ability to collaborate. We've developed a great, great relationship with our partners at Harrisburg, our federal partners, as well as the school district and the school board and the unions that represent the people who work in those buildings. And we even work with our universities as well, too, to try to get them to put some skin in the game to begin to address this crisis. So it's an entire gamut. It's a collaborative effort. Um, we have everybody's ear and everybody at the table. The only goal is to come up with a consensus as it relates to where do we go around this crisis? And I feel like a lot of us who are at the table, we have the same end goal. We just don't necessarily uh, have an agreement yet on a path to get there. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the priority should be as far as uh, dealing with, with education in Philadelphia? Facilities, to me. Um, you know, uh, 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 when you look at um, Frankfurt High School, for example, like you style, I mean, I'm in the schools all the time. I miss teaching, so I try to at least visit one school a month just to be a guest lecturer. I also still coach high school basketball, so you know I'm in a different building two, three, four times a week. And I see what you see. When I go right out to Ben Salem and we look at that campus of a facility yeah. and see what those young people have access to, and then you know I go to my alma mater uh, far too often, Frankfurt High School, and I see that the gym is also being used as a classroom slash cafeteria slash auditorium. And it breaks my heart every single time I see it. And so at the end of the day, for me, capital 
is the priority that I think we as government should focus on because if you talk to Dr. Wildington, President Streeter, and the entire team there, they've wrapped their arms around what we're doing as it relates to uh, curriculum and academic achievement. They're doing the best they can as it relates to climate. We have to also see significant investment and partnership with SEPTA to improve uh, how young people travel to and from school. It broke my heart to hear about the Frankfurt High School student who was killed on public transportation yeah. um, when he was nothing but an innocent bystander mm-hmm. uh, just trying to do what we encourage young people to do all the time. Um, and, and we have to rectify that particular issue as well, too, because even if a young person does go to a safe school, uh, what we're doing outside of school as it relates to before school and after school, um, it's been heartbreaking since I've been on city council to listen to some of the stories and narratives around innocent victims who've been killed by, by just doing what your children do and my children do every single day. Yeah, absolutely. So we got a lot of work to do. We, we absolutely do uh, moving forward. And, and we look forward to speaking with you frequently about about that work and about those priorities and about what is happening with our schools and with our kids as we move through this new school year. Well, thank you for having me, Solomon. I'm, I'm looking uh, forward to the mayor's budget address so I can hear uh, what her plans are and what, of a, what, what type of priority public education is going to be. And I'm super excited uh, for her and her team to lead the city in the right direction because the direction we were going in before her is not necessarily one I'm proud of. And I'm pretty sure most of the folks in the WRD family will agree with that based on <laughs> how often I listen. Well, thank you for having me. I'm more than willing to come back and uh, I look forward to doing the people's work in 2024. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.